What is up? As always, I am truly glad that you're here today. I hope that you are surviving your summer. I know my kids go back, I think, in a week, and they're actually going to a new school, and the school does not even have a road in front of it. So we'll see when they actually are going to start school. Today, we are going to be talking about different training methods and why they are important. Now, here's the deal. Within the fitness industry, I feel like there is so much trash talking against other styles of fitness. And I just think it's so funny because they all have their strengths and they all have, I guess you could say, their quote unquote weaknesses of maybe areas where they aren't as effective for the body. So today I'm going to talk about all of the different areas that are effective and how basically mixing and matching them all is honestly what is going to bring you true health. You will see people who run races who mock, you know, the weightlifters because they're like not mobile. And then you'll see people who lift weights who like make fun of runners because, you know, they don't have any muscle on them or whatever it is. Like it, all of them are irrational. Like none of them should be happening. I, I actually hate it when I see a post on social media bagging another style of fitness, I think instead of bagging another style of fitness, we should explain all of them because I see beauty in all of them. So that's what I'm going to do today. And I want you to think about how you work out, what style of fitness you're doing, and maybe weaving in another style because the more variety you have, the more all-around health you're going to have. So as I talk about these today and explain where everything falls, I want you to think about that. I want you to say, I'm going to weave in more of this style of workout just to make you a little bit more versatile. Also, I am going to suggest that you go back and listen to episode 13, which talks about cardio versus weights for training for fat loss, and episode 45, which talks about does your workout routine match your fitness goals. While I'm going to give you a ton of different styles, you do need to be aware of what they each do for you differently, and I explain those in detail in those episodes. So while today I'm going to give you lots of ideas and show you the difference, those episodes are really going to hone into each of them and show more of their strengths and like why you want to weave them in, especially based on your fitness goal. It really does matter to weave in certain types of workouts for your goal. If this episode is helpful, as always, do not forget to write a review and share it with your friends, families, coworkers, anyone, your grandma, your dog. I don't even care who it is. Let's help the podcast grow and bring people in so that they can see that Fitness is not all or nothing. Like there is variety, there is beauty, and it doesn't have to be negative because I do think fitness and health gets such a negative connotation and makes people uncomfortable. I know when I've given speeches in person, people have literally come up to me afterwards and said, oh my gosh, I was so nervous to to listen to your speech because I thought you were just going to make me feel ashamed and guilty. And then they're like, I felt awesome. I felt empowered. I felt all these things. So we got to remind people like, it's good. Fitness and health is good. We don't have to talk about it negatively. And because of that, the review I'm sharing today is from Air Force Twin Mama, and it's titled Teaching Our Kids About Macros. On Andrea's latest episode, Finding Moderation With Your Food Intake, Andrea mentions to teach your kids about fats, proteins, and carbs. 
We taught our twins what each category was, and they can tell them to you in their sleep now. We are creating that positive mindset around food and how it truly fuels our body. I love that Andrea mentions to talk to your kids and to start young. There's no reason for our kiddos to struggle with eating if we can help guide them. They watch us and they watch what we eat. We need to name our plate in our household and give them a guide and help them relate to food. Love it. Thank you, Air Force Twin Mama. That is true. I feel really strongly that you should talk to your kids about food because the truth is, like anything else, if you don't do it, someone else is going to teach them. Someone else is going to make them fear food. Someone else is going to give them inaccurate information. And if we can start them from when they're young, seeing how their body actually digests food, which is like, hey, look, everything falls into a protein, fat, and carb. They're all good for you. They all help your body. They help you grow. And seeing things that way, when they get older, when they turn into teenagers, it's going to be so much better for them when people give them incorrect information to be able to combat that. And I know even as adults, a lot of adults don't have correct information about food, to be honest. I work with clients where I see that they don't see it correctly, too. I don't know how many times I've tried to even retrain even my own mother's thoughts about food and the way she phrases it. And I'm like, no, that's not how your body is digesting it. So go back and listen to that episode if you haven't on fighting moderation. And I do think it's important to teach your kids that. Okay, sorry, I'm off that review or that, you know, bandwagon. But I just always think like, I want my kids to know that food is fuel. And I don't want anyone else to teach them different. So I'm going to start when they're young. And that episode will help you develop that mindset and help you teach your kids that mindset. Okay. Again, if you are not subscribed to the podcast, don't forget to click wherever you listen. In the top right corner, there's either a check mark or three buttons where you can subscribe or you can just download, and then you won't miss any of the episodes. And before we get started, I am truly curious if you are like me, where you like nice things, but you tend to not be able to keep track of anything. Here's an example. I love sunglasses. I love wearing them all summer long. I like working out in them. I like a quality pair that isn't going to like squeeze my temples and it's not going to bounce around. Yet often I don't want to pay the amount for those, which is why I have fallen in love with Gooder. My husband actually bought them first. He was wearing them and they were like polarized and nice. And I was like, oh, those are fancy. And he was like, they're 25 bucks. I was like, 25 bucks. I literally took his glasses. I wore them the whole next week during my workouts to the splash pad, to the pool, everywhere. They never bugged my face. They didn't bounce around. They didn't slip. As I mentioned, they were polarized. They are $25 and they have a 30-day free return, which is pretty amazing. And clearly, I'm not the only one that likes them because they have over 39,000 positive reviews. So crazy, right? So if you're looking for a good pair of quality sunglasses that you can take anywhere and you don't have to overthink losing them... I highly suggest Gooder. My code, you get an additional 15% off, and the code is simple. So you can go to Gooder, which is G-O-O-D-R dot com slash simple. So spell the word good, add an R, dot com slash simple, and you get 15% off. They have a ton of different ones, and they're super cute. So I highly suggest them. They're affordable, they're trendy, and they actually look amazing and feel amazing. And I don't have to worry because they're not overpriced. 15% off, simple. All right, so let's get into it. Let's talk about the different styles of training, what they are, and how you can mix and match and weave more of them into your workout routine. 
My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. Okay, so as we get into these, I do want to say a lot of them... On the surface, you've heard of them, but I'm going to give you the nitty-gritty details on the inside. So, for example, the first one that we're going to talk about is cardio. I'm sure you know what cardio is, and we're going to call it cardio endurance. Cardio is obviously any time that you are working your cardiovascular system, and people are familiar with that. But we're going to break that down into two different types of cardio so that you can be aware of both of them and weave them in as well. And the reason I'm kind of pointing out weaving them both in, I will tell you a story of why when I realized I didn't weave one of them in very well, and I thought I was going to pass out and die, but I'll get there. So within cardio, cardio basically means cardiovascular. It means the main purpose of it is to work your heart and your lungs, okay? It helps your respiratory system. Within cardio, though, there are two different styles of training. There is aerobic and anaerobic. So they look really similar, but one of them has an N in it, aerobic and anaerobic. Here's the difference. Aerobic exercise is endurance. So it's any type of exercise that a person's breathing, that their heart is working, that they're able to sustain for a long period of time. So running, extended biking, um, swimming, anything where you're doing it for an extended period of time. The aerobic part of it means that your body is able to do it and produce the energy with oxygen. So you're able to breathe throughout this cardio exercise, throughout this aerobic exercise. So typically this is anything that's done over a couple minutes where you're continually breathing. The second style of cardio is anaerobic. And anaerobic involves short, intense bursts of physical activity. So typically this occurs for just a couple of seconds to like a couple of minutes max, like two to three minutes max. In fact, I think I've even read that it's 120 seconds. So really it's in that window range. And this occurs and your body's working hard and you're producing energy, but the difference is you're working without oxygen. So your body is like working really hard and it's like the kind of workout where you're doing in two minutes and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't breathe. So after two minutes, you might rest and then you'll take a breather and then do it again. This is HIIT workouts, so high-intensity interval workouts. This is any sort of sprints. If you're doing, for example, biking where you're doing 30 seconds super, super hard and then maybe like a minute rest, that would be working your anaerobic system. They're both different and they're both super effective, to be honest. Both types of them benefit your cardiovascular health overall. So they're both going to help your heart. They're both going to help your lungs. And they actually both help your mental health benefits. I've talked numerous times on the show about how much exercise does help with anxiety, with depression, with a lot of different mental health issues that we have because it does help release endorphins and so many other things. You really should weave both of them in. And I'm going to tell you a story of why you should weave them in. So I obviously have been in the fitness industry since I was 19. I was in college. I had issues with depression. I 
literally fell in love with kickboxing, which is why I still do it. And I started teaching in group fitness and then I got my personal trainer's license. And so I've been doing fitness now almost for 20 years. I am used to exercise. I do a lot of cardio and I do a lot of strength training and I do some of the other things we're going to talk about. But in my brain, I thought my cardio is good. I'm good. My, my heart is good. Like my, you know, cardiovascular, I'm doing great. Last year, and I even put this in my stories, um, we had a Uber not show up one morning. Me and my sister were, we had just done a hike in Utah. We'd hike Timpanogos. It's like a 14 mile hike or something. And, um, uh, Uber didn't show up the next morning to get on a plane, so we had to call another one. And that airport, the Salt Lake Airport, has just been redone a couple years ago. And to get to where my airline was, it was literally like, I swear, a full mile like deep in the airport. Long story short, I do kickboxing, which is kind of like endurance. I can do it for like 40 minutes. It's not a problem. It's aerobic exercise. You know, I'm working with oxygen. And I used to do, when I taught classes, a lot more anaerobic where I'm doing HIIT training. And I used to do a lot more of that than I was doing at the time. I I have weaved that back in, but I wasn't doing a ton at the moment. And we had to run (laughs) through the airport. And I'm not kidding. I probably was running for, I don't know, maybe like five minutes. Like, but I was sprinting. Like, I was running like my life depended on it. And we get to the gate and we miss our flight still. And I am like hyperventilating. Like, literally, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having an asthma attack. thought I was dying. Like literally thought I was dying. And my sister who plays tennis, so she's used to these quick bursts and used to like, you know, moving like that. You know, obviously her heart rate was high for a second. And then a few, you know, a few minutes in, she's fine. It literally took me like 15 minutes to get like my breath back under control. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to work in back in because I used to do them a ton more interval style training. I need the variety because you never know. Like if you got to sprint through the airport, I don't want to feel like I have to go to the hospital or I'm going to have an asthma attack. So it's really important to weave them in. And I tell you that story to make you giggle that I thought I was going to pass out in the airport. But truthfully, it made me be like, okay, I got to make sure I'm training my heart in different ways. I want it to be strong in different ways. I want it to be able to do some endurance activity. And I also want it to be able to do really quick, short bursts, which I used to do, but I had, you know, gone out of the habit. And so I started adding them back in. So think about that for you. Like what type of cardio are you doing? Are you doing anaerobic only? Are you doing aerobic only? Are you only going on jogs? Think about maybe adding in the other one. The second piece to that is it makes our metabolism work in a different way. So the different styles of cardio, um, steady state versus high intensity, they work your metabolism in a different way. Obviously, a steady state, which would be aerobic, it's going to burn more calories like in the moment, like your watch is going to tell you more calories. But anaerobic trains your heart up and down, up and down, up and down. So you have a higher caloric burn down the road because your metabolism is elevated for a cardio purpose. So they're just different. And so I do suggest doing both of them and thinking about that when you think about your cardio, about the difference between both of those. Next, we're going to move into muscle. And I'm going to give you two categories and muscle as well, because I know everyone's like, okay, cardio and strength training. But I bet you might not have known about the two different types of cardio. And today we're going to talk about two different types of strength training. Now, technically in strength training, 
there are lots of different types. Um, I talk about it, like I said, in episode 45. There is when you become a personal trainer, they teach you the OPT model and it shows multiple different styles of strength training. But I'm going to kind of just break them down into two today to help you think. But again, go back to that episode 45, which breaks them down from all five layers of strength training. But we're just going to bump everything into two today. So the first one is muscle endurance. So this is kind of a mix of cardio and strength training. A lot of times with um, cardio, like I said, it's still a cardiovascular. The goal is still to work your heart and lungs. But often in certain movements, we're working our muscles too. Do not be mistaken. So it is typically a mix of doing something where you're working your muscles either with weights or with body weight and then you're also adding in cardio. This can honestly really help you build some muscle and it's really great for fat loss because you're working your muscles and you're working your cardiovascular system and the metabolism does stay elevated so it can be great for fat loss and it can also help you build muscle secondarily. And I'll explain why I say secondarily but it can be really great for that. A lot of people... Um, don't consider sometimes like an interval work with um, plyos or some type of cardio and strength. They'll be like, oh, that's not strength, you know, but they're thinking of strength as in like muscular strength, not muscular endurance. So they're different. I like them both. I utilize both of them. For my clients, a lot of their workouts, especially if you only have lightweight, this is a confusing part for people, is they're always told lift heavier, lift heavier. And the truth is some people are like, I don't have a gym close to me and I can't get my hands on heavier weights. No big deal. Then you need to focus on muscle endurance. It's just different. It's a different style of training. It's a different style of strength training. It's typically a higher rep. You're using body weight. You're using weights. And you're just trying to do the best you can with that form. And you're going to build some muscle, not an insane amount, but it's going to help your muscles because you are utilizing weights in it, but you're also working your cardiovascular system. So it's really a mix of both. The next one is muscular strength. Now this is different because this is just muscle. In the personal trainer's license, they would consider this strength max or hypertrophy, but this is where you're just focusing on your muscle. There's no mix of cardio. Like, for example, muscle endurance could even be like cycling for a long time uphill because your quads and your hamstrings, they are working. If you were going uphill on a bike for a long time, they are working. You better believe that's muscle endurance and you're working your cardio system. So when I'm talking about muscle strength, it's only strength-based activities, so cardio is not mixed in. This is really, really important. In fact, I added a link for a research study I found where they said that building muscle and doing strength exercises are a leading factor of longevity. They did the study in July of 2020. It's a really interesting read, so you can click it. The show notes have the link for it. But it is very true because the more muscle you have on your body— the more you're going to be able to maintain a stronger metabolism because as you know, the more muscle mass you have, the more it makes your metabolism work to maintain it. Also, it helps support your bones and your ligaments and your joints. I've talked openly now about how I have a hip injury and it's a major hip injury and I am going to need a hip replacement. And 
I'm already it for this hip injury, avascular necrosis. I mentioned that I don't have any risk factors, but I've talked to them about how am I already in stage three or four? And they're like, well, because, and, I, and I'm and i in these stages, but I'm not in an insane amount of pain and I'm still very functional. So I'm pushing it off a little ways. And they're like, well, because your muscles and your joints and your ligaments and everything supporting that joint, that hip ball is really strong. So it's not taking the brunt of the work. So muscular strength is super important. If you have an injury, if you have a weak joint, if you have something else, if you have strong supporting muscle, it's going to help you maintain better. And that's why I love that story. And it's going to help you in general maintain a healthier weight and a healthier lifestyle and just have a little bit decreased pain. Now, here's the tricky part. As I mentioned, there's lots of different styles of lifting, which is why I said listen to the other episode, episode 45, which talks about that and breaks that down a little bit more. But it's really important that you see that sometimes I feel like we get in this box of like, okay, well, I can't lift heavy, so what do I do? So let me explain the different styles of strength training. So you can do a weight-bearing strength training activity, which is basically where you're standing. It's where you're working against gravity. So that is when you are using free weights or dumbbells. Typically, like your body is doing the work and then you're holding weights and you're working against weights. Another form is non-weight-bearing strength training, and that's really useful too. Um, That is typically where you're using machines like a leg press or leg extension. As I mentioned, I have a hip injury and I have backed completely off of squats and deadlifts and I'm used to doing weight-bearing activities. I like to use free weights and barbells and bands and all these other things. I'm not really a machine person, but I've been thankful for them. And if you're someone who has an injury, I'm speaking to you right now. I am thankful for them because I've started to kind of weave in and go to the gym once a week and try machines and see what feels good because I'm not loading that hip joint when I do it. So for example, I can do a leg extension. I can do a hamstring curl. I can do a leg press if I like tilt my hips slightly because it doesn't put work on my joint, but I'm able to work my leg muscles. So they are really effective. I know sometimes people say, well, you should only do barbell or only weights. Whenever someone tells you you should only do something, you need to walk away. I don't even care what they're telling you. There's no such thing as only. There is such thing as variety. It depends on your situation. So someone could be watching me at the moment where I am mixing a lot of non-weight-bearing leg activities with some weight-bearing where like I'm able to do some styles of lunges and then I'm doing some, you know, machines and they could say, oh, well, she's not really, you know, into fitness or whatever because she's just using machines. She doesn't know her way around the gym. Now, that's silly. I want you to realize that there is a variety of things you can do. So if you are someone who does have a hip injury, a knee injury, I encourage you to get into strength training because it's going to help take some of the load off. But don't be scared to get a membership somewhere and try some of their non-weight-bearing machines to strengthen the supporting muscles. You are not trapped. You can do stuff. You've just got to shift your mind. So that's why I'm trying to explain that there are different styles of strength training. And I don't want you to think, oh, because I can't do a squat, I can't build my legs. That's garbage. You just got to work around it. So Bands are another really super great one. I'm a massive fan of bands. I've been using bands 
like a maniac. I feel like for a few years, in fact, I'm coming out with my own bands in a couple weeks because I love them so much. But even since my hip injury, I have found that bands are very, very helpful for me because they're not weight bearing, but they're still really working the muscle. So that's another really great idea. Another one that you can think of is they call it calisthenics, and that is where you are using your own body weight. So um, even if you can't use free weights or you don't have free weights or barbells or you don't have machines and you don't have a gym, you can still use your body weight. That's push-ups, that's air squats, that's all kind of things like that, which it's still going to actually even help your endurance for cardio if you're doing a lot of them, but it is going to help your muscle endurance as well. So Even if you don't have access to weights, you're not trapped. Do that style of muscle work, you know, where you're using your body weight. So those are kind of the styles I'm going to break down for cardio and strength training. I broke them into two categories just to kind of help you see the difference. Again, they're both effective. I don't want you to feel, I feel like people feel disempowered when they're like, it's only going to work if you do, you know, this amount of weights. No, just do a variety. I mean, it's easier to, truthfully, if your main goal is to build muscle, the more weight you have with less reps, it's going to be more useful. And that is true, but it doesn't mean that doing an exercise for muscle endurance or using what you have and utilizing, you know, time under tension if you only have light weights or tempo, like how fast you lower the weight, how fast you lift the weight and utilizing your rest times that you can't build some muscle. But yes, of course, heavier weights are better. You know I do push that, but I don't want you to feel trapped if you don't have heavier weights to think, well, now I am now I can't build muscle. No, you can. You just got to have some variety with your muscle endurance and utilizing your rep range, utilizing your time under tension, utilizing pauses, utilizing tempo, and utilizing your rest time. The last thing I'm going to talk about, and this is one that I can honestly admit I left out for A couple years, I can be honest, like consistently left out. And that is mobility and flexibility. I did recently talk about it in a couple episodes ago. I think it's just two or three back. I can't remember the number, so you'll have to look. I went into it in detail because as I'm getting older, I'm realizing, oh my gosh, this is so important. This is so, so important. And most of my friends are into fitness and we're all noticing that, you know, things are getting more complicated. And I'm sure you, as you age in general, you will feel the same way. So it is so important to be limber and to be flexible and to have some mobility because honestly, that's going to affect your ability to do the other activities correctly. So what I mean other activities, the more limber and the more flexible you are, it's going to make it easier for you to lift weights. It's going to make it easier for you to do strength endurance. It's going to even make it easier for you to do some cardio movements because all of your joints and ligaments and tissues are loose and flexible. I'm going to give you another example. I'm sorry I keep talking about my hip, but it's a great example for people in that I was not working it very well and it was getting super tight and my range of motion in my strength training movements was getting really small and honestly really crappy. Like I just didn't have a good range of motion. And I really worked with the PT to really work on my mobility. And we know that we can't heal the issue that I have because it actually is a diagnosis, but we can keep me limber and we can keep me mobile and that is going to allow me to move better in life and to be able to continue to lift weights as long as I can before I get my replacement. So again, if you're someone who has an injury, I need you to work on your mobility. Before you like feel discouraged that you can't do this or that, work on your mobility. 
If you're someone who's not injured and you're feeling great, don't get to the point where you're unmobile and then you start having issues. So don't forget about mobility and flexibility. It's really important. They are slightly different flexibility. I do explain that um, a couple episodes back. That's more stretching the ligaments and mobility is more moving through a range of motion. And they're both really, really important to prevent injury, to help strengthen muscles, like when the muscles are loose and, you know, ready and warmed up before movements. They add more muscle easier. They work better and you're able to challenge them better and they're less likely to injure, which is honestly like a win, 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 win all the way around. So if you are not doing mobility or flexibility before your workouts, after your workouts, if I had a loud megaphone, I would yell through it, do mobility and flexibility. Because now before my workouts, I'm doing mobility for probably 15 minutes before I even start. And I've been able to work back into movements that I had to cut out for a while because I was having so much pain. But doing that has really, really helped. So don't leave that out. I don't care if you're focusing on anaerobic cardio or aerobic cardio or muscle endurance for strength training or muscle strength for strength training. All the above, they all need mobility and flexibility. So don't leave that out. It's super important. The last one I'm going to talk about, and this is going to be super non-traditional and you probably haven't heard of it before. Um, And I think it's really important, especially for our children to like understand how they learn is this one's a non-traditional, but it's physical intelligence and they even call it um, kinesthetics intelligence. So this is basically your body's ability to perform things with accuracy and precision using a variety of physical skills. And I know you're like, what? That's confusing. At least me, like when I read a definition, I'm like, nope, simplify that. (laughs) I want it easier than that. So it's basically your body's ability to maneuver like unplanned and to like control your limbs and to like do things out of like reflex. So it's really great for balance and for coordination and for agility. It's super effective in sports. So if you have a child who's naturally good at sports, chances are they have really good physical intelligence, which is, you know, kind of cool. It's the same thing with dance. They've also found for people who do have, you know, pretty good physical intelligence or kinesthetic intelligence that it helps with their brain function. Because if you think about it, your brain's powering your limbs. You're reacting to things. It's not planned out. Like, for example, if I'm doing a lunge for strength training or if I'm on a bike, I know the motion. My brain doesn't have to think about it. I kind of know it. But in activities where you're moving in different directions, where you're trying to react to things, even in dance, like where you're trying to control your limbs, it's different. It connects the brain and the body in a different way. And it's really good for you mentally and physically. Oftentimes, like I said, these people are good at dancing. They're good at sports. They also really enjoy creating things with their hands, which is really great. And the reason I'm bringing this one up, because it's not necessarily like a traditional example of fitness like the other ones are, but I bring it up because if you have a child that excels in this way, let them excel in it. Don't force them. But even if you're an adult and you get bored with lifting and you get bored with doing endurance cardio, I want you to know that it's okay. Same thing with your child. Like, I feel like as kids, we're like used to them like running and playing and that's normal. We're like, oh, that's normal. But then as adult, we're like, no, you got to do this boring cardio or this boring lifting. If you don't like doing that, that's okay. Weave in 
things that you like that help improve your physical intelligence. Weave in activities. Go to classes at the gym where they do dance classes where they're making you move around. Go and do some activities, pickleball, tennis, you know, volleyball, whatever it is. And don't feel bad that maybe you don't like, you know, traditional exercise. It's okay because you still like physical intelligence and you still like to move your body. You just need to be challenged in a different way. So I don't want you to feel bad about that. I know that that was something for my little sister. She had a really hard time working out for a while because she was like, oh, I just I just think it's boring. And then she was an athlete her whole life. And so she struggled with that. And for me, I was an athlete my whole life, but I went into kickboxing and that was enjoyable. That filled that space for me. And for her, she went into like CrossFit and she found that the challenge of trying to like win or hit the points or like, you know, hit the weight. And so that helped her athletic and her competitive side come out but just be aware that like different things work and you may need to just like be active in sports and play volleyball and do other things and go to dance and whatever else and that's okay too so while that's not a traditional um, exercise form I wanted to point it out so that everyone would understand like This is a mold for everybody. Exercise, fitness, health, it is for everybody. And while we may not, you know, do things the way other people do it, or we may not enjoy the things other people do, it's okay because there's variety. I want you to realize and why I did this episode explaining the different styles is, A, I do want you to weave in different styles. You know, if you've always done only strength training like heavy, Seriously, try going on a run or try doing sprints or try to do like an aerodyne bike for like 30 seconds and see how you do. If you've always only done fitness classes, I encourage you to go out, you know, and try to lift some weights. If you've always done just sports activities, that's fantastic, but I encourage you to try one of the other ones. I just want you to think outside the box. I think we get stuck in these ruts and habits And then we forget that fitness is really well-rounded and it includes everybody. And there's no such thing as like, that's not a good workout. It's about different styles of workouts for what we can manage and weaving in what we can. And obviously, the more we mix and match, the better we're going to be. Like if someone is only doing cardio, yes, they're going to struggle to put on weight, but their cardiovascular system is going to be amazing. If someone only does strength training, they may have some beautiful muscles, but they may not be able to literally run across a parking lot. Or if someone's not doing mobility, you see those people who are like have these big buff muscles and they can't even touch their knees because their mobility is so bad. So all of them have a point. And that was the reason I wanted to record this is I wanted to tell you, be versatile, branch out, and don't be scared to try something new because the more things we try, we find new things we love. And honestly, it makes us more well-rounded. And the truth is, as you know, I feel Health and fitness is a lifestyle, so it's going to help you be able to maintain the lifestyle longer rather than just doing something you saw your neighbor do and you're like, well, I got to lose fat, so now I'm going to do that. Stop thinking that way. Start finding things you enjoy. Start mixing and matching and know that this is a lifestyle and it's going to take time and no one expects you to be perfect. And as I always say, you're doing better than you think you are. So that's it for today. This week, I want you to think about weaving in something different, something different. Try one of the other sections I talked about and go for it and you'll be challenged and you'll be like, I'm glad I did that because anytime we're challenged, it's good for us. It's good for us mentally and it's good for us physically. All right, that's it for today. And even though I already said it, you know I'm going to say it again. You are doing better than you think you are. We'll chat next week.